Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Anchorman Podcast. My name is Nate Pat. And I'm Brayden Woolsey. <laughs> and uh, this week, we got a special guest. Uh, Grant Gars is joining us uh, in the booth this evening. And, he is um, another Anchorman yeah, slash you're an, man. A, anchor, Ma- he's a him slash man he's him slash, slash her. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> uh, boy. You, you are a, of the male. The male, yes. Yes, I am the a, male. Yeah, you know. Um, I usually go by male. That's the, male. that's the pretty yeah, dominant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the dominant phrase he likes <laughs> yeah, to go good, by. Good yeah, yeah. So, well, Grant, yeah, I mean, he's my new roommate. Yeah, and also part of our volleyball team as well. And, so and we're having him my on. My new ro- no, no, Nate, you're actually man. still well, banned from this house. The only exception is actually this podcast. So <laughs> that's embarrassing. You are lucky. I do want to make, do make it very clear that Nate, you have an open invitation to my bedroom at all that's times. Right. That's right. That's what's up. Yeah. I better not see you in the living room. I really <laughs> hope you know that I'm probably going to be at this house almost all the time. I'll provide. I'll, so, anyways, I'll, I'll Grant, um, <laughs> you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, dude? Yeah. Dive in, dive on in to the to what makes Grant Garza. Oh well, yeah, just tell start? us a little bit about yourself, you know. Um, well, as you all know, that I play volleyball with you two guys. Yeah, everyone you does two know that. Lovely, lovely uh, fellows. Exactly. Um, currently moved into uh, Tulane, uh, Tulane Avenue, Tulane Ave, Tulane Ave. Um, recently uh, moved out of a um, quote unquote. I don't want to be the first one to say a bad word on this podcast, but I will. A <laughs> shithole. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't really a house. Yeah, it was more of a, a train wreck. Um, it's kind of like the place where you take people that have gone like mentally insane and yeah. like did they just start you know, yeah, scratching much, the walls. Pretty much where dreams go. Because it looked like a lot of people scratched the walls there. It would be definitely like, like an insane asylum. Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if I had to put it into words, it was the best of times, but the worst of times. That's just Major- poetry. Majority. Poetry. Majority of the worst. <laughs> majority of the worst. <laughs> but, but it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed the company. Good. Good. Yeah, so Grant, just, all right, I'll ask you a couple questions. It's a regular thing I do on the show with uh, guests. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, have you ever broken a bone? I have not. <laughs> no, I have not. Wow, okay, that's two for two. Um, what was your first word? As a baby, you don't know? No. Mine was ba. Already went over ba. this. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, next up, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. When slash who was your first kiss? Uh, that was Riley Madigan's sixth grade at Skate Galaxy. Shout out to Riley Madigan. Okay, Skate the Galaxy, rollers. Baby. Okay, Woo! roller skating, I assume. It's now, I got to ask here, yes. were you using well, the inline or like the two-by-twos? Listen, we did no skating that night. That's all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we didn't even go to the rental booth. No, sir. Here we go. Here. So... Back in sixth grade, the coolest thing was to go to the skating rink. You wouldn't go there to skate. It's more of a hangout spot. It's more of like you drink, you know, Monster because you want the Monster can in your hand to you look cool. To, you wanted to feel that. Energy. Oh yeah, it's just you. Have you want to know that you're alive at ten o'clock. <laughs> you wanted to feel your hand vibrate. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's why he could never actually play like the uh, grab a stuffed animal with the claw machine because he was just always vibrating, <laughs> just, shaking. just always you, shaking. You shotgun like six of them before you walked in, smashed them. It's, you're like, I'm so ready to go. Guys. Actually, a funny story. So at the uh, prize booth, they would sell boo boo zelas, you know? 
Ooh, yeah. And so yeah. it was the foldable ones, and so we'd unfold them, and then we would pour Monster Energy drink oh, down the Vuvuzelas, and we would like, we would beer, so we okay. would beer pong <laughs> fucking Monster. <laughs> yes. Would shit just drip out of it? Because like yeah, no, it's like it's yeah, yeah, no, like like it honestly, like Monster and Red Bull. To preteens and like early teens oh, is what beer is to you know late teens and twenty year olds. Cocaine to twenty year olds. Well, it's, it's here's why the thing: you, developing. It's, well, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. It, like it has so many it's, bad it's like. It has <laughs> right. It has it has so many just like bad qualities, like yeah. long term effects that it might have. But it's like you're twelve. You're like. Yes. I'm a monster. It was like, <laughs> give me a monster. I'm a monster. You know, nah, real see real. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's oh, sick. That's, that's the good funny, stuff. Though, that, that like, you know, those like Fubuzelas, they were like portable, but it was oh, yeah. just a piece of shit plastics. <laughs> I remember I had a buddy of mine. His like stepmom went to the Netherlands or something for like a world cup mm. game. She brought back like this Fubuzela, like, made like this is a legit vuvuzela for his brother and then my friend who's the younger brother she brought back one of those like plastic bendy ones and i shit you not when this kid got it, he was like i was fucking bent what do you want me to do with this <laughs> and i near shit myself he, he wasn't he wasn't he's not gonna be able to drink monster out of that thing no not no. at all damn it no oh that's any, tough. Uh, any embarrassing story? Yeah, we need to hear at least one embarrassing story from you, Grant. Brayden had a couple last year. I right? had a couple. Can I get? Can I hear what you said? And maybe just like a little summary <laughs> of what you said <laughs> last time. Uh, basically, I shit my pants in the YMCA parking lot. <laughs> Damn, I do. I I do remember that. So, um, I want to say an embarrassing story for me was that, um. I'm trying to think of whenever I was an RA if I have any embarrassing stories. Uh, well, I mean, but I don't. I don't I know think... if you want to bust any of the kids that you had to bust for doing illegal drugs on your floor, but and I, I'm still like, you know, I'm not a snitch or anything, so I'm not going to call anybody out. So illegal go... in Missouri, by the way, not Illinois. Not in Illinois. That is true. Uh, so Illinois. A lot of my friends go get their edibles. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'll just say uh, my favorite story from my freshman year. It was after a softball party, and you know our lovely host Braden had driven me home. <laughs> after, uh, yeah, oh yeah, after I had drinking damn nearly a whole bottle of Fireball. Oh, that's the worst. It was a cinnamon. Mm. So good, so juicy. I cannot drink it anymore. Yeah, I, I would imagine you wouldn't be able to. Like everyone yeah. who drinks Fireball, they do. They yeah. drink too much of it. They throw up, and they're like, "I will never, yeah, never, never again. again, never Everyone's again." Everyone's got a Fireball story. Oh yeah. Um, and so here's mine. So <laughs> we. Uh, so I just remember. Strap in. I'll I'll start from the drive home. So I remember going in out of consciousness. Um, yep. I remember. I had my head out the window the entire ride. And was like I remember three weeks into college. <laughs> yeah, three weeks into college. Hey man, he's a young girl out on the town. Okay. Oh yeah. Gonna have Got some it. fireball. Gonna have some fireball. Gonna stick my head out the car. I'm gonna. Go, gonna... I'm in the big city. <laughs> <laughs> and so no, it was pretty much that. I was. I'm in the big city, and I look up. There's a toddler in the car right next to us, and I shit you not. I just vomited. <laughs> I, I was staring right at this kid, and I vomited. I was. Couldn't stop myself, so we got uh, back. So we got back to <laughs> we got back to uh, the uh, parking lot of our school, and so Brain's yelling at me, Grant, you gotta get up. It's 
How three in the morning. How, how, it's yeah, three, three in the morning. Three in the morning. He's he's yelling at me at the top of his lungs. I don't know if it was this night, but I remember DPS. Yep. They had come up and you're like, is everything all right? And you're just like, yeah, I got it. And they just and they're like, oh, <laughs> no, no, they didn't want to no, deal with it. Yeah. They saw vomit all over my car. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this guy's this guy's car's covered in just caked up vomit and shit. We don't know what that they're is. Like, ah, fuck that, man. I don't want to. And then he literally comes up because the light was flashing for some reason, and he comes up and goes, everything's okay. And I go, yeah. And he just throws the light just, off, goes back to the shack. He, I don't even think he talked to us. I think he just he might yeah left. no he literally came up and just talked to it looked at me and I go and he goes yeah no that he gave me a little like you know a nod and I was like yeah that DPS <laughs> officer for sure is one too many times had to help somebody clean up vomit oh a hundred percent a hundred percent definitely had to that night um oh. so anyway I just remember. Braden was yelling at me, and I was just like, <laughs> "All right, I gotta go. Gotta I need go. to go." And like Sonic, I ran fast <laughs> and I sprinted downstairs, and then pretty down much the stairs from the one parking lot we parked in. We he ran down the stairs, and he's sprinting. And there's a road that you have to cross. And Grant just at that moment decides, "I can't run anymore." I can't run anymore. <laughs> I, I pretty down. much fucking <laughs> I down. No, I didn't lay down. I. Flop. Did you flop? I, I jumped. I just saw you laying on the ground, and yeah. I go, and like I was just what like, "What just happened?" So here's my mindset. I was like, "Okay, here we go. Run, 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 run. fall." <laughs> His leg just stopped working. It was like one time. of those things where you're walking, and all of a sudden you're shot, and then just fall. everything paralyzed. And yeah, you yeah, fall yeah. down. It's like it's like <laughs> those temporary problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't move. <laughs> I can't move. It's like those go-to uh, experience paralysis whenever they get shocked. It's just yep, like, and then I, there's I me. Just fell, everything done, just down. <laughs> And then so, it, yeah. And it, so then, oh my God. It, so that was like I, I ran in spurts. Like I ran to the door, and then I was like, "Hold on," and then I ran to the elevator. Waited there that for a the solid worst. two minutes, and then he caught his breath. You know, he's back at it, and then he sprinted up. He sprinted to the elevator. He sprinted he's to, to the elevator, and then and we're then, in the elevator. He's like, "I don't feel good." I, I, <laughs> I no, and so and so I, you know, you know that feeling of just like, oh god, and Your so mouth gets watery. You know, I start. I just remember I started taking off my clothing. I started I literally in the in the elevator just started taking off his shirt and so <laughs> started taking off his pants. Oh, we, God. And so we got to the fourth floor. I'm in my underwear. Just his underwear. He dropped I, everything else. He, dre- he 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 undressed everything in his underwear. And so then I sprint to the uh, showers and I rip open the curtains, rip open the curtains. And I just lay there, <laughs> and I just and wait I like, for somebody to turn on the uh, faucet. And I literally pick up his clothes, go to the door, drop him off there, and I go back downstairs to take care of the other kid that was worse than Grant. And I was like, I'll check on Grant later. Nice. And nice. so, uh, you know, I'm dealing with the other, other kid, and then after we finally, or like 15 minutes later, I go back up to Grant's floor to see if he's doing okay, and... <laughs> I knock on the door and I go, Colin, is Grant here? He goes, no, I haven't seen him yet. And I go, what? Where is he? So I go into the bathroom and I'm like, Grant, you in here? And he literally walks out of the shower, drenching, just soaked, still in his underwear, also just completely soaked. And he goes, yo, what's up? He goes, what's up? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, Grant. You just sh- you just showered in your underwear. You don't have a towel. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, "What's up?" I, I was like, I was trying to play it off like nothing happened. I was like, 
What's up, dude? <laughs> like, just like, just like, <laughs> I'm just taking a shower, man. What do you, what do you need? Come I was like, what do you want? Like, you need something? All right, I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, Colin, get Grant a towel. <laughs> and he had a towel ready. Whatever, Grant got back oh. to the room, just dripping wet. Back to the room. <laughs> oh my god, that was a, that was a uh, I think you should leave moment. Just like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. What What do you mean? This is how I shower every day. This is how I shower all the time. I always shower my underwear. Because it also washes them. I all, I bring, along with shampoo, conditioner, and body soap, I bring some detergent. <laughs> <laughs> Just for my underwear. That episode you showed me, I was like, Barry, if you bring up the hit and run one more time, then murder you. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, all right. That was a that was a pretty good embarrassing yeah. story. I, I I love that story. I do vividly remember that that night in my life because yeah, it was so, a good one. How are you doing this week, Brayden? How, how are you doing? Uh personally, let's see. What have I done? Well, had two days in two sand volleyball days within three days. So I woke up Monday morning. Grant saw me. I could barely bend over to like fill up my cup with water. He was, he was hurting. <laughs> my back was actually just on fire because of yeah. how much you know. Just carry the team. Mm. Physical, it, like carrying two teams in three days, almost impossible. Yeah. But you know, I somehow managed to do it, and I came out alive. You know. Um. Other than that, really, just pretty uneventful. You know, working, staying at home practicing social distancing especially from nate haven't touched him once since february and never will again That's because it's been a, it's been the happiest i have may, been in my life you may not have touched me but i've touched you, you just that implies that i was unconscious yep you weren't conscious okay well you, you know i can accept that this morning or was that the ghost that was the Okay. Yeah, there's another fun fact. Uh, me and Grant, me and Grant have discovered that our new house is actually haunted. Very, very haunted. Um, I guess I can tell my mini story first. Basically, I was standing by a door and it moved two centimeters. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking that it was definitely really fast, a ghost, though. and really like it was quick. Fast. It was quick. It was he, a quick movement. That wasn't just like the wind blew it. That was like something pushed that. Because I was like, that could be the AC, but the AC it would be a slower, you know, swinging door there motion. And this was kind of a, uh, like a, <laughs> yeah. The way you demonstrated it, like, yeah. Made me I demonstrated think, like, it with my hand yeah. to them. Makes me think that there ghost. might be a ghost here, and I'm 100%. thinking that he might have been a today. Um, <laughs> I think we got to know Grant pretty well. Yeah, I think we know what Grant's all about. Uh, we know, we definitely know what Grant's about. So today's today's <laughs> podcast, like I guess, little idea is. Grant actually came up with it. It's a good idea. We're going to go ahead and we are going to... Um, we looked up Netflix movie names uh, that are like... Very small audience. They aren't big movies. No. Uh, maybe the first one. The first one's a decently big movie. But like the rest of them, you uh -huh. know, you probably haven't heard of them. And what we're going to do is we're going to read the name and try to uh, imagine or guess the plot... Before we read the actual summary of it and see how close we can either get or how much better ours would have been, because these movies probably <laughs> suck. Probably probably these movies probably horrible. suck. So, um, I guess we'll just go ahead and dive in on number one, Roadhouse. 
Uh, this so one, this one's easy. Oh, a hundred percent. But I'm just gonna go ahead. You guys go ahead and give the easy answer first. <laughs> you take this one. You take this one. Um, Mike. Well, obviously there's a road, of course. And then there's a house. Exactly. That's I exactly what I was saying. It, it, honest to God, could be like a scary movie where like. Roadhouse. <laughs> it's a scary road that leads to a scary house, man. Do you want me to like sort of give a trailer? And yeah, go ahead. Go trailer. ahead and give like What's a the give the give the trailer. So, hold on. So I'm gonna start the trailer. Jessica's a new teen in town. Hold on. So it's gonna start. Coming this summer. <laughs> Row 1952. Near We've got ghosts, ghouls, goblins. <laughs> Everything that makes your skin go, ooh! <laughs> What's that crawling on your leg? It's a roadhouse. It's a roadhouse! <laughs> it's probably in the roadhouse. It's a road or it's in a the middle of the house. Or the trailers. Wait, <laughs> the clip of people being haunted. And like, it just, it's those words popping up where it's like, you don't want to get caught on the road. Once you start driving on the road, you don't leave. And then it's like, once you're in the house, they don't allow you to leave the house. And that's the house. Something about the road and the house. Nate made that kind of suck, but <laughs> here's... Here. <laughs> I hate you and I wish you died. Whoa! Okay. So here's my idea, right? Basically, there's a house in the middle <laughs> of a highway. All right? And there's a family that lives there. And <laughs> they have windows on either side of the house. And there are half lanes. because So basically imagine a four-lane road. Two going one way, two going the other way. The house takes up three lanes, which is t the two middle lanes <laughs> and half of each outer lane. And you have to dodge this house. But... If you know the myth slash history, <laughs> there are drive-through windows on either side of the house where you can order a love potion. Now, here's where it gets interesting, guys. The love potion, if you drink it, this is the dumbest. That I person, like this. hold this on, really no, stupid. it gets spicy. It gets spicy here. You're an idiot. If you drink the I can't love. If you drink, I don't think he's, I think he's running out of gas. If you drink the love potion, you get stuck at the house, dude. The skeletons. You're just taking the words from my mouth. Psych, <laughs> psych. You drink it and you immediately fall in love with those people's feet, and that is where foot fetishes come from. You're welcome. There it is. Um, I just came. It's up the with history a new story of it that I think might be better than Braden's. No, I'm it can't so, be because I think I'd rather wipe my butt. With nails, then watch that. Movie. Oh, really, Nate? You'd re you'd rather bleed from your anus <laughs> yes. than watch the movie of how people get foot fetishes. Yes, hmm. yes. I don't think I'd want to watch that movie if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't want to watch it. But I what I'm saying is, I wouldn't. I wouldn't make right. my anus actually. Bleed. So we're all very familiar with the uh, song "Our House" by Madness. Our house. Yep. In the, in the middle, middle of, of the street. street. Uh, okay. Oh, so anyway, so keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. So anyway, 
this band is stuck in this house and it's actually in the middle of the street with semis coming towards you know and they can't get out all they know is that there is a two-ton uh semi coming at them every hour on That's the four thousand pounds keep going Anyway, well, they're carrying like two tons. <laughs> I'm really appreciative that you would say that. No, but like, no problem. That's I wanted to give people a better picture if for mm-hmm. if they don't know the the ton to pound ratio. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, and so they're like they're carrying you know oh lots of uh, steel oh, beams, um, and this you know, it's just a horror story because like how how are you gonna get out of the house? But they don't. Mm-hmm. It's sad. I think also too it could be a movie about. People that live in this house have to guard the road. And whoever comes in and on this road, they have to answer three riddles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're just not gonna go ahead and let Nate finish no, just that like one. In, just like in Monty Python, yeah, like so, so, what? Yeah, it's your name. That's, our, that's already <laughs> another. <laughs> that's another movie. All right, so blue, no green. <laughs> For the actual plot. I'm just going to go ahead and read the intro and the ending to make sure we, you know, we get the full thing. So James Dalton, main character's name, by the way, he's a professional cooler, a specialized bouncer with a mysterious past who was enticed from his job at a club in New York City by Frank Tyman. Tillman, never mind. <laughs> to take over security at his club slash bar, the Double Deuce. <laughs> God damn, that is a sick name. That is a sick name. Bar. In Jasper, I'm Missouri. A double deuce. <laughs> it's based in Missouri. That's oh, kind of wow. cool. Oh. Tillman plans to invest substantial money into the club to enhance its image, and he needs a first-rate cooler to maintain stability. I imagine a lot of ass-kicking happens, and then we go to the final scene shows Cody, an old friend of Dalton's, <laughs> and his band at the bar performing when the night comes yeah, just, just falling from the sky the place. while cutting to Dalton and Doc enjoying each other's company in a swimming pool, <laughs> suggesting Whoa. that they do get together, and Dalton I, remains uh, in town for good. So I've that's basically the whole plot. The cover art, and Swayze's not wearing a shirt, so... This so must be obviously, a real man's man movie. You know I mean, right? obviously, I know we're it's a man's man movie. movie. Later, so. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm. All right. All right. What's the next one? Brady? Um. So the next movie is. It, it comes at night. Now uh, this can be taken a lot of different ways. Many, here. many different ways. Grant, do you want to go ahead and start off with yours, or do you want me to say mine? Go ahead and say yours. I'm gonna think of mine. Okay. Um. So basically. This is one of the sick, devilish acts that Netflix does, where they make a movie and string together a bunch of clips of porn. And, like, like exactly like that movie. And what they do is, uh, it comes at night as a play on words. It being a man, comes being, come from his penis. From his penis. <laughs> and it's at night. But here's the twist. It's a dual meaning. You got to read into the subtext because it is actually a ghost coming is him haunting them. So, oh my god. This is how the movie opens up, right? They're just they're clicking. <laughs> and by clicking, I mean doing the deed. And while they're doing the deed, they hear a knock at the door, but they say, "What? Why is there a knock at the door?" Is it the, guy the closest people that live near us are 35 miles away. So unless if it's our daily milk guy, there shouldn't be a knock at the door. And the knock at the door happens. The guy gets up. He goes over to the door. He opens it. Goes, what the heck? 
That's <laughs> it. No, that's the only <laughs> thing. <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? It's a short. It's and a he, short story. And then it comes, and it's nighttime. And that's it. That's it. He what goes, the heck? What the heck? Oh, God. Oh, God, look at the time. No, it's, it's, what it's the like, heck? It's like a movie that's cut too early. <laughs> like, it's just, you can you can tell what's about to happen, but, like, it doesn't show. Like, it doesn't exactly, actually, it cuts like, it off before that climax. Yeah, like, literally. Oh, my God. Very Nugs, nice. Nugs. Oh, boy. But, yeah. So it's like a 45-second short story based on a guy and a girl going to town and then knock at the door. They live in the country 35 second, 35 <laughs> miles away from what anyone. The? Knocks on the door. He, his only line in the movie, other than, uh, uh, is, what the heck? And then they cut off before the climax. Well, and the like, I want it to be like, you know what's about. Like, it's, like you it, know what's going to happen, like, but they cut it out. But like right before it lands, he's just like, <laughs> and then it's, and that's it. And then that's night. <laughs> like, no, it's like okay. So picture this, right? He's got like a. He goes, "What the heck?" But then he's got like this very serious face, and he's like shaking. And it slowly zooms in. <laughs> it slowly zooms in as he's like shaking, and he's like, "You know something's about to happen." And then half a second before, he just goes, "Oh!" <laughs> there it is. It's done. I'd like to think that, like, if you've ever taken a slow motion video on your camera with like. These oh, cert- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like, the, well, uh, no, like the, the lights flickering in the background, yeah. you know? Yep. Like, I'd like to think that that's, that's happening in the background. It's just like a, s- <laughs> a slow motion, just like, what the heck? <laughs> all right, you want to actually read the plot here? Yeah. I would love to. Let's see uh, what this thing's all about. So- go with this oh, wow. It's about, a, it's actually not, about, not a, it's, a, it, it's a contagious oh, outbreak ravages the planet. Oh. Paul, his wife, Sarah, and their teenage son, Travis, are scheduled in their home deep in the woods. You're not far off. And then 35. Oh, who would have known? Um, so it looks like someone contracts the disease and they capture the intruder that's trying to break into the house. Okay, so I wasn't that far off other than probably this is like an hour and a half instead of 45 and seconds. Also, I don't think anybody's um, climbing. <laughs> I don't know, dude. They're deep in the woods. No one can hear them. Um. Someone ties someone to a tree and places a bag over his head to confirm he is not suffering from the disease. Okay, so he could be a zombie, which is like pretty close to a ghost. So like, God, sometimes Netflix just like, will explains that movies or like, he did not know the house no, is occupied. Not, he was searching Netflix. for fresh water. It's, the, right, well, it's that, well, no, it shouldn't even show them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Already sounds horrible. Well, it's the production company. A24. Like, they don't make good horror they movies. Oh my god, this movie ends terribly. It looks like Travis awakens in bed, visibly sick. His mother comforts him as he dies. Paul and Sarah, now visibly oh. infected, sit at the dinner table in silence. They share a shattered, a devastated look. So it ends with a look. We hit that like 90%. Like, all we had to say was there is a contagious outbreak. That is the only thing we were actually missing. Wow. We got the ending with the look. We got the ending with the look. We got the living deep in the woods. Wow, Nate. Let's just not share it. Let's just not share it to everyone. I don't know what's going on. They, they keep whispering to each other. So Nate just whispered in no, my... No, 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 don't say it. Say it. So I just made an original thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
for it's the uh, contagious outbreak is actually the um the flu the bodily fluids coming out of the man who comes at night and uh, and that's the uh, you know contagion. I didn't read the middle three paragraphs so that actually could be what happened yeah, yeah, yeah. when Brain says he's reading these summaries he's just like uh, it's so much like I'm there's I'm, a I'm lot to skim be it. read all right what's the next one oh I love next this one I love this man. I love this so much <clears throat> it's a serious man oh you know then actually it's it's the next one. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, the next one's good. A Serious Man. Nate, do you have any thoughts about A Serious Man, what this movie could be about? I mean, it's pretty much anything. They give you think, an I adjective this, and a noun. I think this movie's really about a guy who just likes to joke around and have a good time. You know oh, you I mean? think it's a little bit like a sarcastic, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh... It's like... I think, I think actually... Here's where I think the story okay. is. Okay, okay. I think his whole life, he's always been the guy to just kind of go with the flow, take it easy, not take anything very serious. Um, so he's a very, you know, jokes around, have a good time, YOLO type of dude. And then like meets this girl and like falls in love, but he's, you know, he doesn't want to be in love or whatever. Cause like, you know, relationship <laughs> issues, heck to, the, heck to that, heck to that, heck to that. he's already been through it, gotten his heart broken yeah, one too many times. And I think really like he gets a slap in the face with this girl and he's like, I need to be a serious man. I'm not so a serious man. man. I need to be a serious man. Get my life together, mm. back on track, or mm. very serious about his drug addiction. That's the other movie that could come. To All right, so here's what I think: what happens. Um, so basically, <laughs> the first scene is a comedy club that's going on, and basically, there's a comedian up there. Let's just go ahead and say it's Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> He's given his classic airline joke. <laughs> Everyone's laughing, having a good time. You want me to yeah, go ahead and go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do the imitation. Make the scene. I just want to go on record by saying that I've never actually watched Seinfeld, but I'll I'll give my best shot. You know what Jerry Seinfeld sounds like. What's the deal with airline food? And everyone's laughing because that's just a funny joke. Oh everyone's <laughs> laughing because that's just a funny joke, right? That's great. <laughs> and next thing you know, a serious, <laughs> dead serious man comes in. And he goes, what is the deal with airline food, Jerry? Food, not food. <laughs> airline, food. Air, airline food, Jerry. Um, they are a low-budget company that are trying their best. And that is where that scene ends. And the rest of the movie is just a montage of I comedians... With just one punchline, yeah, yeah, just he's a one punch man, a one punch. No, nah, but here's the thing: it's a montage, so it's still an hour and a half. There's 50 different shows that he goes into where they give a one liner, and he tells them why they are incorrect with facts, and says that it's not so funny. This guy's just kind of an asshole. Yeah, basically, but he's serious. All right, what's the so are you? So you're telling me that there's like an hour and 50 minutes of this man going into just. Ruining, it's like it's, ruining a, it's a montage. I guarantee there is a ten percent population that are just as serious as this man that do not like comedians and the joke they make about everyday people Bro, that would love this movie. Found, found right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What's this more movie actually about? Well, he's Jewish. Very serious. And he's unnamed. Very serious. Um, he tells his wife that he was helped on his way by somebody whom he has invited in for soup. <laughs> She says, she says Gro Gross Clover <laughs> is dead. Is dead. <laughs> oh, God. Why am I laughing? And the man he invited 
Must be a Dubuque. Must be a Dubuque. Grosh Cover. Cover arrives and laughs uh, of the accusation. Off. Laughs off the accusation. I'm like, you're like a fourth grade kid just trying to do like the popcorn thing, and I'm literally like just correcting every other word. She plunges in an ice an ice pick into his chest. Bleeding, he this exits their home into the snowy night. This whole thing, I was not expecting this. This one all. actually is in the 1960s. Oh, nice. In 1967, uh, Larry Gopnik is a professor of physics living in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. <laughs> His wife Judith tells him that she needs to get a, she needs a get. What? What is a get? We're gonna go ahead and check. No. It's a document and document Jewish religious law which. Effectuates a divorce between a Jewish couple. Okay. So so she can marry a widower, Cy Abelman, with whom she has fallen in love. Meanwhile, their son, Danny, he's like got the only normal name, uh, owes $20 to an intimidating Hebrew school classmate for marijuana. That's a turn. Wait a second. I'm seeing that this was produced and written by the Cohen brothers. Is this the... Oh my God! The actual Cohen brothers? I think it is. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Oh it my is. God! Wait, this is a legit movie. I, yeah, I, this, I, this, this is, is no actually movie. this is no indie. Like you gotta read the whole plot, dude. Keep it going. made thirty-one point four million dollars. Only had a budget of seven million. Wow. Um, keep reading. So let's see. He has the money, but it is hidden in a transistor radio that was confiscated by his teacher. Daughter Sarah is always washing her hair and going out. That's just okay. How dare she? I mean, I just don't understand why that's in there. Like, that that was just a total rip from the <laughs> plot. Larry's brother, Arthur, sleeps on the couch and spends his time fill- free time filling a notebook with what he calls a probability map of the universe. Larry faces an impending vote on his application for tenure, and his department head lets slip that anonymous letters have urged the committee to deny him. Clive Park, a South Korean student worried about losing his scholarship, meets with Larry in his office to argue he should not fail the class. After he leaves, Larry finds an envelope stuffed with cash. When Larry attempts to return it, Clive's father threatens to sue Larry either for defamation if Larry accuses Clive of bribery or for keeping money. He does not give him a passing grade. So it's sounding like this is turning more into a middle school drama Mm, between the kids. It did. Like she stabbed an ice pick right through her chest. It looks like people move into a motel. They empty bank accounts. He enlists... Uh, in the services of a divorce attorney, uh, faces charges of solicitation and sodomy. Uh, he consults two rabbis, but his synagogue senior rabbi, Marshak, is never available. The first, a junior rabbi, advises to Larry to change his perceptive. The second rabbi tells Larry a parable about a dentist. Larry and Cy are involved in separate, simultaneous car crash. <laughs> Do you think this is like somebody this, went on Wikipedia and just like changed this? Uh, this this like, doesn't yeah, sound good at all. Good. Larry's unharmed, but Cy dies. At Judas' insistence, Larry pays for Cy's funeral. At the funeral, Cy is eulogized as a serious man. That's where it is. That's where mm. it comes from. He, after he dies, they were like, yeah, he's serious. Very serious. He's a serious guy, guys. That's how we, that, nothing else in his life should be known except for that he was he was fucking serious. Um, husband away on business. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, I saw the word naked. Uh, Larry calls on his neighbor, Vivian 
Vivian Samsky, whom he has seen sunbathing naked, Whoa. and she introduces him to marijuana. Ho ho ho! This turns into just the pot. With her, but this turns into a nightmare. Okay, Larry is cool. proud and moved by the bar mitzvah, <laughs> unaware that his son is under the influence of marijuana. During the service, Judith apologizes to Larry for all the recent trouble and informs him that Cy respected him so much that he even wrote letters to the tenure committee. Danny meets with Marshak, a brief encounter in which Marshak only quotes Jefferson's airplanes, somebody to love. Names some members of the band, returns to the radio, and tells Danny to be a good boy. Larry's department head compliments him on Danny's bar mitzvah and hints that he will receive tenure. The mail brings a $3,000 bill from Arthur's lawyer. Larry decides to change Clive's grade from F to C-, whereupon Larry's doctor calls, asking him to immediately to see him immediately about the results of a chest x-ray. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny's teacher struggles to open the emergency shelter as a massive tornado closes in on the school. Okay. Wow. So much what shit just happened. So much what? shit. So much shit just happened in that pa- last paragraph. This literally feels like a Spanish soap opera from of five seasons no, long no, put into no, one wait. movie. Hold on. Put into is, one is, little. Is plot. Larry somehow connected to the dude who's just getting stabbed in the chest? Because uh, uh, I don't know where he went. Where I don't know where he came from. Come from saying you need a chest X-ray. All I'm gonna say is my montage of comedy clubs and someone ruining their jokes doesn't look so bad anymore, huh? Uh, no, 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 not at all. No. Yeah, that's I why think I thought. I'd but watch that than, but than this movie. Also, I do love the Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, well, <laughs> your, your yeah. plot reminds me of that scene in Ted when they go to the improv night and they're just yelling horrible yeah. suggestions to the people. Yep. We need a location. Nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> all right, somebody else. Uh, give me a person. Person at a location. Bill Cosby at Starbucks. <laughs> oh, you're just horrible people. You're just horrible. All right. Next one is The Clapper. Oh, oh, Grant was really excited about this one. I think he should go ahead and lead it off, followed by Nate. I'm not going to give an input on this one. No, you have to, Nate. I've given input on everyone. You've only given it on one. You got to give one. No, you have to. No, you have to give one on this one. Grant, you go ahead. And uh, all right. If you think Grant's is good enough to cover for all of us, then sure. Go ahead, Grant. Um, This is a. Story that dates back very uh, just it's old as time. Um, yeah, you know, if you're sleeping around with lots of women, mm. you're gonna get the clapper. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, and so, so it's old as time, either. and so it's old as time, and so it's the story old as time. Like, you can't just sleep around. Um, this is sort of like a spinoff of a spy movie. Um, what's his name? Oh, James Bond. Because yeah, that's the one. Oh my God. Because the one. in because in every oh, single James Bond movie, yeah, there is a yeah. He's always different hooking woman. up. Different woman. Different woman every time. James but this Bond. is but this is uh, the clapper. Yeah, he and that's that's his double O agent clapper. Cheeks. Cheek clapper. Double O cheeks. No, it's it's double O cheek clapper. Double O cheek clapper for long. They just call him cheeks. Right. Cheeks for short. Cheeks for short. Cheeks. <laughs> the name's Clapper. Cheeks. Clapper. Clapper. <laughs> Cheeks. Clapper. <laughs> oh. um, and so this is not a, a spy movie. This is the aftermath of the spy movies after shagging yeah, with all is, the women. This is when he goes to the doctor and they're like, yeah, uh, you got the clap, buddy. I don't know. I, this is, you didn't use yeah. gun once. You didn't ask if the girls had done anything before that. Like, you got it. And he's like, What? you mean yeah you you got it yeah there's no anti- nothing you're sorry you're screwed 
zero thing. And so I think the preferred audience for this movie would be anyone taking Thrive. Shout out to anyone who knows what Thrive is. It's a sex ed class or just anyone watching or in a sex ed class. Like this will be the movie to show. Um, starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe. To prevent the clapper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel. Uh, oh, I, you mean the guy that played uh, Harry, Potter. Harry Potter? Yeah. No, the Swiss Army Man. He isn't. Yes, he is the Swiss Army. Man. That movie's terrible. I've never watched Harry yeah, Potter. Very odd. Yeah, I love it. Oh, this plot's like short. It. Oh yeah, it was great. So it turns out that Eddie is a widowed contract actor who gets paid to pretend to be an audience member for infomercials, along with his best friend Chris. He also has a budding romance with Judy, a socially awkward gas station attendant. One day, his frequent appearances as a recurring audience member gets noticed by Stillerman, a late-night talk show host. The attention from Stillerman's segment searching for the clapper ruins Eddie's chances of getting more acting work. The Stillerman show begins sending camera crews out to people and places that might have information on Eddie. When they show up at Judy's gas station, she is fired and appears to go missing. So it says six months later, Eddie and Chris reappear on Stillerman's show. Eddie's mother, Ida, appears and berates Stillerman for his treatment of her son. An emotional Eddie admits that he misses his late wife and that he loves Judy, who happens to see the segment while she is pumping a gas that night. Because Eddie mentions on television where he'll be the next day, Judy finds him and tells she loves him back. They subsequently marry. In the closing credits, Eddie is able to host his own infomercial series. That I sounds, liked your movie better, Grant. That sounds awful. Really, that I sounds mean, that sounds awful. I think number five we already talked about pretty much. Yeah, I mean it's called house. a ghost story. Ghost I mean that could just be pretty much house. anything. Yeah, we I already think told number six. Our house, self-explanatory. True. Some family vacation. Wouldn't want to go on one of those. No, uh, definitely not. <laughs> definitely want to talk about Indian Horse. Oh, Indian Horse. Indian Horse. That just sounds to me like a horse who. You know, basically, he's the best horse in India. <laughs> let's just go he ahead. And, let's go ahead and say that. And you know, India—they—they they have a lot going for them. But one thing they don't is gambling addicts. And if you want to be the best horse in the world, you got to be able to race for money. Is it India, and India, or is it like I'm America? saying actual? Yeah, that's what I'm saying actual. Like India, India, the subcontinent. The continent. Do these people subcontinent. just subcontinent? It's a, it's, it's a country. Right. Yes, but it's... All right. Yeah, keep, yeah. But, yeah, I know. I, you can call it a subcontinent. It's a country. Whatever. So, basically, this horse grew up its whole life in India. I don't know yeah, what's happening. I don't that. get the gambling yeah. thing either because, like. You'll find out. Okay. Oh all right, all right. Fine, fine, fine. fine. So, all basically. because the Indian horse is in, in the horse races in India, and since it's. The it best doesn't horse make in much India, money, they, it gets yes. shipped yes. to America there it to it race is. against American and horses. Races, and then they kill it. I wasn't going to say that. It was more of a comeback story. So here's well, what no, I was no, no. We all know that no. it goes to the glue Guys, factory. I had a really good sob story. I had a really good sob story here. I don't know where glue comes from. I had, a, I had a really good sob story. So basically, this horse, it loses its f first few races, and it's not used to the American dirt. It twists its leg on, like, the fourth race, and it's it hasn't won a single one yet, and they think this horse used to be in its prime. We have to shoot it in the head because that's what they do whenever the horse yeah, breaks its leg. Its but instead, the owner is so in love with the horse that, it, that he says... I'm going to build it a prosthetic. And that horse, after getting the prosthetic, 
goes on to win the National Horse Derby or whatever that thing is called. Kentucky <laughs> Kentucky Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby. <laughs> it goes on to win the Kentucky the Derby. And it and he literally had one to twenty eight odds. You know what I think would make it even as in like Isn't it more than twenty eight? Yeah. As yeah, in if you yeah, bet yeah, yeah. one, like a dollar, you gotcha. get twenty eight. And no, like hardly anyone bet on it because it had a prosthetic leg, and you know what it did? Dead horse. <laughs> I think it the won. Horse had a prosthetic leg. It won in the Kentucky Derby. It won. I think to, so. To add on to the uh, touchy feely, yeah, type. Um, it's it like so well, so the owner right took it back. No, no jockey wanted to race this horse, right? Mm-hmm. But then you know here comes you know Johnny who was injured in football who, you know the rider was also lost a lot. yeah no that's what i'm saying yeah he also had a prosthetic and he could like resonate with the horse and he's like their energies matched their wavelengths matched and they're just like they vibed with each other and they're just like their souls were one they're and that's like, like on doggy <laughs> let's go them bonding is literally so it's a two-hour long movie and for an hour and 45 minutes it's them bonding. You yeah, get to watch them. Yeah. That, the first five minutes are racing in India, getting transferred over, breaking its leg. Hour 45, them bonding, really making the connection, seeing how they could actually win the race. Because I feel like in underdog stories, they never actually show enough of why they actually win. They like, actually they're underdogs. Win. Why are they underdogs? How did they get good enough to win? In this one, that's all the movie. <laughs> the training. <laughs> the training. In the last three minutes... They win the race. It's, it's a, it's a very the one of the training scenes is the horse loses and the owner just beating it with the whip. Jesus like, Christ! You lose. You lose. Awesome. You lose. I would like to think that like the the them winning the triple crown is like a very condensed montage of just like very sharp action shots. It's, it's like, just like it's like horse hooves. Rider. Start. <laughs> Midway. <laughs> end. Winner. And that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's oh, over. All right. Well, that, I mean, honestly, I don't know how you could beat that. Uh, All right. Actually, I, I have an idea here. All right. Here we go. You know what? No, never mind. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm not, I'm not even going to. No, let's hear it, Nate, while Grant's in the bathroom. I think. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this movie is actually about a little girl that's a Native American, an Indian, and she finds a horse, mm-hmm. and it becomes an Indian horse. And I think it's a feel-good, heartfelt story. She feels left out of the tribe. You know, she's she's the runt in the tribe, and the horse makes her feel better. And the movie that you looked up is not at all the movie that we saw on Netflix. So that is not the same movie. You know what? I don't even want to know what the real movie is. <laughs> Let's read this one. After, after pitching my idea, because this one's about a family, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it actually looks a lot sadder. Oh. Than the one because I see a lot of uh, yeah, painful yeah. words here. Movie, the only sad scenes are the mont are, are the training <laughs> sessions when they're just beating the tar out of this horse. You came up with that. I'm not. Sh- I did not come up with that. Nate, you wanted to beat the horse. Yeah, but you condone horse beating. Mm, not true. Yes. All right. You want to do one more film? Yeah. Which oh, one sounds good? All right. We got. We're gonna do gonna one do more film. The Invisible Guest. Grant, which okay, so we have this. We're gonna do one more film because this is running long. Um, do you want to do Take Me, Hurricane Bianco from Russia with Hate, 
get on the bus, Mr. Pig, Kung Fu Hustle, Killing Them Softly, Secret in Their Eyes, or The Invisible Guest? It's a tough decision because there's, like there's a few in there that, I, that so sound pretty entertaining. We had just gotten done watching The Karate Kid. Of course. It was amazing. Yep. Great. Film. I really think that I'm really in the mood for Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle? Nate, yeah. You want to do That's Kung Fu Hustle? Yeah, whatever. All right, we'll do Kung Fu Hustle. Anyone have an idea for it? Can I, can I look at the... Uh, just the you want to look at the script? Yeah, I want well not the script but the a, just the picture. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. And the man's Max name is Stephen Chow. Stephen Chow is the main actor. What I want to know what this guy's story is. I think this dude is down on his luck, just like grinding in the streets every day, fighting. You know, it, the hustle. He's in the hustle. He's the hustle. And I think the way that, you know, he's working like two dead end jobs. Like, you know, make a minimum wage, whatever. Comes up, there's this huge tournament of, you know, kung fu <laughs> karate in China that he can, like, you know, participate in and win enough money to support himself or his mm. family or whatever. And I think he starts to really grind and train. And I think it's going to be another underdog story where he comes from behind and he wins. And he wins the money and he supports himself. That's what I think this movie is. That's what I think it's about. I, I like that. I like the I like the part where he's supporting his family. He's a family man. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very wholesome. Except for all the times in the movie where he cheats on his wife. You know? That's you did not mention that at whoa, all. Whoa. <laughs> well, <I changed> my <laughs> he's a horrible. He's, yeah. he's terrible. So I'd like to think that a part of his kung fu hustle, because hustle is in the you know the is it's in this, the title. Right. Yeah, he's hustling. He's in the bro. I like the process. I'd like to think that he's in deep with the mob, right? Mm. And he's like, he's like. See, the reason I think he's a family man is because in the picture he's got the lollipop in his hand, and then in the other hand he's got an axe. So like, you know, this dude mean business, but also, like, he's got sensitive side. You know, like he's got he's got a family. See, I'd like to disregard the lollipop altogether. (laughs) yeah no i'd like to think that he's just like a big fan of big round lollipops yeah he just really likes them <laughs> yeah that's how the movie starts some some of the gang members in the in the mafia or whatever break his lollipop and he goes on a rampage oh yeah he's trying to kill the boss because he broke his lollipop <laughs> sort of like john wick but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You broke my lollipop. <laughs> um, so he's in deep with the you know the mafia, and so he's he's like you know he's hustling. He's like, oh, I don't I don't really know kung fu. I'm not very good at kung fu. He starts entering as a white belt, quote unquote white, white belt, and he's like, and he yeah he yeah no he takes a couple losses. Did I forget to mention that this man looks like a 15 year old? He's 38. He's 38 years old. He's got old. the the little man disease, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where he, like, stopped developing. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he's, yeah. like, he sort of stopped growing in, like, sort of, you know, eighth grade. He's just, like, this is it. I mean, he's, he's healthy. So, hey. like, but he wants to make a name for himself. Right. Okay. And so, like, he knows about the insider deals, you know, what's about, like, what's over under and stuff like that. Right. You know, you know, he knows where the, the people are betting. Exactly. And so yeah. he's just, like. Puts in a word, hey, get me on this next one. 
wipes out 15-year-olds left and right, goes crazy, <laughs> sweeps the leg. <laughs> he, has his, he has his friend just screaming at him on high-octane adrenaline. <laughs> so basically what I'm gathering from this is that the film is about a man who looks like he's 15, but he's actually 38, is in deep with the mo- is in deep with the mafia, wants to make a name for himself, says, hey, kung fu's for me, and uh, goes to a 15-year-old's tournament and starts beating the shit out of kids, and it's like a montage of him yes. just absolutely demolishing 15-year-olds. Okay. 100%. And I can, I would watch that movie. <laughs> I would, I would absolutely what watch that movie. Can I, um, can I so ask you is, a question really quick, both of you? Yeah. So I've heard this on many other podcasts, but I'd like to think, I'd like to ask you, how many 15-year-olds, Nate, I'm talking to you, Jesus. do you think you can beat up? Oh, very few. I'm, I've never been one, one, never been in a fight in my life, and two, like, I think the only way I could, like, really win or even like be involved in a fight please stop looking behind me because i think there's a ghost behind i'm me. looking right at you okay. i'm just i'm a little tipsy um, i think it like if someone like hurt my mother or my, my family <laughs> or like somebody i truly cared about um like you i mean if they hurt Brayden, i wouldn't give a fuck mm-hmm. yeah of like, course no of i get that something happened like i would probably like that would be the only time i think i could probably like win a fight I really appreciate that. And I just want to make everyone know that, like, me and you are very close to this mic. We're sharing a mic right now, and this is a very sentimental moment for me very and you. Intimate. So like I'm very glad that we're sharing this. your eyes. I feel like I'm just looking in your soul right now. Are we keeping this in, or is it? <laughs> okay, so I read, like, I skimmed through the plot, and, like... How close was I in my first plot? I mean, a little bit. What about mine? Very close. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All that. right. I know. I know. Dude, this place is haunted. All right, Brayden. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, so basically, this is based in uh, 1940s Shanghai. Oh, is it, wait, hold on. Hold on. We actually 1940s or is it actually 1940s? So okay. I'm not sure why they're not in the war. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Crooks. Um. <laughs> So basically, there's two guys named Sing and Bone, and they want to join the Axe Gang. Yes! I need to know where the lollipop is. There's a lollipop. I swear to God! I swear to God! I swear! Look at this! Literally, literally. Okay, I read this line. Sing attempts to rob an ice cream vendor, but inadvertently discovers that she's actually Fong. She offers him a lollipop as she did in the past, but as he swats it away, ashamed of how far he has fallen, after shooing Bone away, Sing is brought to Brother Sum. The gang leads leader offers Sing instant membership in the gang, and he can free the legis- or legendary assassin Beast from an asylum. Sing is successful, and Beast is brought to the gang's headquarters. And pretty much, it looks like they go ahead and go uh, rogue from this type of gang and he was offered a lollipop at one point and he swat he swatted it away at at that point but it looks like they turn away from this gang and they try to make a living for themselves and it says sing and bone open a candy store with fong's lollipop as their logo wow wow and when sing feasts fong outside he happily invites her to relive the childhood memories the same vagrant who sold sing the pamphlet entices another child just outside the store only 
This time, he is selling multiple pamphlets teaching different styles of lollipop kung fu. So... I so swear, Grant, I'm almost thinking that you saw this because I don't know how in the world you would come up with the word lollipop and it being in here so many times. You saw the picture and he has a lollipop in it there. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's why, that's why we were saying. Well, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> that's why. Well, and also, so. That's crazy. I was very wrong to disregard the lollipop. That wasn't a mistake on the person who took the picture. Yeah. He wasn't just enjoying being, a very know, large lollipop before the pictures have been taken. And Apparently, it was a very down. crucial part in the movie. Yeah. I, that's I really when he finally made the switch from the gang. That's when he made the switch from the gang. Logo, bro? Logo, bro. All right. And that's pretty cool. I enjoy that. I mean, that was honestly... I like your movie still better, you know. Fifteen, fifteen years. I would love to see enough. that. Yeah. I would. This dude's got a muscle mass. He's built like a freaking bodybuilder. I just, I just love. I would love to see. I just that. love the thought of like a thirty-year-old just going. Who? <laughs> slapping kids. <laughs> Throwing them across the mat. All right. Well, that was our last one. We had a good run. I mean, yeah. I think I honestly think we made a few pretty good movies. And here's actually I think we so made better movies than the movies that were on. Here. Well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say real quick too that like what two nights ago we also um, watched a movie and <laughs> we're coming up with our own like parody plot <laughs> oh as we God. watched it. That was way funnier, way cooler, and we might try to you know make a video of that. No, uh, we, are, we are going. We're we definitely gonna to do that. We ha I mean, we came up with the whole plot. It was, it was a, it was so funny. So I, we're that that'll be coming made, soon. <laughs> 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 we're that might have to come videos. soon with the incoming Anchorman YouTube. Ooh. Ooh. Or you can use my old uh, YouTube account, Donkey Balls Productions. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Balls Productions. I mean, that's a good one. You really can't get that from anywhere else. No, you can't. Listen, if any... Like, Maybe Indian horses balls. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, if anyone... <laughs> if anyone... If, like, wants no, that dude, name, I already have domain uh, for he's it. Gotta win. He's got to win. It's more efficient, you know? All right, well... Well, yeah. I think um, we covered that. Grant, anything you want to say for yeah. your first time on the podcast? You know, do you have a good time? Do you have uh, anything um, to say to the people out there? Our two listeners, mom, dad, love you. <laughs> oh, uh, of course. Mom, Terry Dad, love you. Loves. I hope you don't hear this. Um, <laughs> Julia, I know I'm, you're going to hear this because I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> um, Emma, shout out to you. Yep. <laughs> I'll see you tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> Good shout outs. Um, All right. Braden. Yeah. I'm probably going to wake up at like 7 in the morning, so just you know, don't be scared because I'm probably going to wake up early. Well, if I'm not up by then, wake me up because I'm planning on starting work then so I can get off at 3. Mm. I'm excited for tomorrow. Oh yeah, we're going golfing. Got some top golf. I I hope you're prepared. I'm gonna be so shitty at this. Like it's not even funny. Like I'll probably hit the tee more than I hit the ball. Well, That's if good. you're driving, you kind of hit the tee with the club too, so yeah, you'll be but fine. Like I'm gonna be really bad, and you're gonna make fun of me a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, even if you were good, I'd still make fun of you. So. Well, I know. But, uh, don't worry yeah. about it. And then I, just, I really can't wait to do this parody, uh, parody video. Just, one one last shout out to my dogs. Also, I love you. It's a good one. Good night. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, I'll do. Uh, this has been the Anchorman Podcast. Thank you guys 
for tuning in. Sorry for dragging it on a little bit, but uh, we had fun. See ya.